Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Hey, Dana, it's number 45. Yay, number... David. had to say 45. It's, it's bad. I know it's bad. So, but it's our favorite time of the week where we get to... Kick some ADHD. Bam. Yeah. And when we're done with this, we will have kicked 45. But uh, so, so how are you today? I, I didn't have a good night's sleep last night, <laughs> hilariously, I didn't, which is probably why I'm all over the map right now. I didn't get the best either, and I'm a little punchy. And so oh. I think it's really rather entertaining, David, that we are recording dealing with ADHD sleep disruptors today when neither of us are uh, have had our full quota of shut-eye. It is true. My full quota has not been reached. However, I do have a pretty good solid sleep map. I actually had a sleep map pretty well nailed down before you and I, you know, talked about them anyway, but I did give that some additional consideration. So I, at least I know kind of where I am at on the map. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> or, it, let's or show, not on the map. Shall we re remind our dear listeners what we're even talking about? So last week we talked about how if you don't get enough sleep, your ADHD just sucks. It just makes it really really bad. Um, and often people with ADHD are chronically sleep deprived. There are all kinds of reasons we don't get enough sleep. And we talked about that. If you don't have a clue what I'm babbling on about, go back and listen to episode number 44. That's right. Your sleep sucks. So does your ADHD. Yeah. It was a great title. I might, I might add. You, you thank, thought of it. I'm not you. taking credit. Yeah, thank it was good. You. No, it's a good title. It's true though. And my ADHD symptoms are bad today. I did medicate myself properly with caffeine and um, the substance that my doctor prescribed. And so, I mean, I'm doing the best I can, but you know what? And my, these days happen. You know, my, I'm actually pretty well focused and getting stuff done. However, I'm punchy and I'm silly and it's not, um, it, this isn't not the normal professional Dana that I typically choose to take into my office. Well, this is going to be a fun episode then. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can throw you off. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So last So week, yeah, so you got to listen to that if you haven't heard it because the sleep map is a really big deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know where I am on my map. Okay. And I also think it would be good for us to refresh our listeners about what the real goal here is because sleep perfection is not a thing right for us right we're not talking about sleep perfection we're not talking about that idea that you will get eight you must have eight hours of sleep a night everybody needs eight hours and everybody's got to go to bed at the exact same time every night it doesn't matter what else in your life is going on and get up at the exact same time every day that's well bs in my opinion we're, we're not people that can do that so that sets us up immediately for to fail and when we set us up to fail right off the bat then we just think yeah why even bother Right. So we give up. So what we're right. looking for is a sustainable, realistic sleep plan that's going to help you focus and manage your impulsivity and your emotions. Yes. And David, I also want to just dig in a little bit more to the sleep map, but just to remind everybody other than you what the homework was, that it's Good. to create a sleep map. And so we're looking at you looking at how much sleep did you do you get? How much sleep 
do you need? And with that is what time do you need to aim for bed? So those are the three biggest things. And, and last week it was awareness about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm a seven hour person. I'm a seven and a half. I'm an eight. I'm an eight and a half hour person. And oh, I'm going to bed at two o'clock every morning. But in order to get my eight hours of sleep, I need to be in bed by 10 or 11. And the other piece of the sleep map that you that you hit on that I thought was really great was about knowing how much time you need in the morning to really get where you need to be by when you need to be there. Yeah. Even if it's a Zoom call and, or at your desk or yeah. whatever, but there's we're often not aware of that stuff. So awareness right. was so good. That was a really great walk through the process of building all that awareness. Excellent. Last week. Excellent. Yeah, okay. For sure. Okay. So before we get into our sleep, the sleep disruptors for ADHD and what does kind of start doing about them. I want to just talk a little bit about sleeping pills, sleeping aids. And I come in, I am not a person that, I am a person, I don't like them because I can't take them. So I base a lot of this on me. I have some clients that they they have a little sleeping pill they take every night and it just helps them perfectly. Some people take melatonin every night. And it helps them perfectly. So when I'm talking about this, David, I'm not saying, you know, go take a whatever sleeping pill. Um, I, I just, because that's not my bias. I do bring a bias in here, into here. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that. You say you can't take them. Is it? Is there a medical reason or is it just they you don't function don't well if you do them? They don't work with me. They make, I can take something and it just spaces me out. I'm an absolute Yeah, you zombie. have the residual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my body doesn't yeah. process them. And melatonin, I've tried that for a while, and I've, I've noticed that the first night it works really well, the second night it doesn't, and the second night it seems, and then it seems like my sleep gets even worse. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sensitive girl, um, physically and emotionally, and that it just seems like it carries along with, with sleep medication. And you're not alone in that. I mean, a lot of us with ADHD are sensitive in those ways, you know, not just not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. Like we have those sensitivities. And like I know like caffeine doesn't affect me hardly at all anymore. I can usually drink a, an entire thing of coffee and go to right to bed and sleep. No problem. But um, my daughter who has ADHD, if she has caffeine anywhere in her day, she like feels it in a big way. And it's just very different. Her sensitivity uh, to, to, you know, things. So I have done melatonin and, you know, um, we should mention we're not doctors. Right. So (laughs) anything uh, you put in your mouth and take pill wise and supplement wise and stuff, you please talk to your doctor first. We are not prescribing that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the beauty of melatonin is that it's actually, something that we produce in our bodies, you know, so it's, if you supplement it, 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 you know, in theory anyway, is a little less harmful than, for example, some kind of, you know, pharmaceutical that just, you know, messes with your system. And however, if if you are a person who wants to take pharmaceuticals, that's fine. I have one client who she, when her sleep gets out of whack, it's really hard for her to get it back on. So we've developed, I've worked with her for a number of years now, and we've developed this plan for her. Okay, your sleep is out of whack. And then you take whatever sleeping pill her doctor prescribed for a couple of nights to get her back on track, and then she lets it go and can do okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's 
what works for you is what we want you to do and work with your doctor about that. Absolutely. And I appreciate you mentioning that because some people can do the pharmaceuticals. There's a, you know, there are also different things that you do for different situations. So if you have trouble initiating sleep, there's another chemical that's not bad. That's that I say it's not bad. I mean, you'd obviously talk to your doctor or whatever, but it's oleamide. It comes from oleic acid, which is found in olives. And it is really helpful for sleep initiation. Doesn't help with maintaining your sleep after you fall asleep, okay. though. And we're going to talk so, about like, that. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Well, okay, we were well, going to talk about that, but you, so anyway. Okay. okay. Yeah, different issues. Yeah. Right? So there's other stuff, too, that, that some of them are natural supplements that you can look into. Right. Right. Cool. Okay. So our, the three sleep, the, the four sleep disruptors we're going to talk about today, and is one is sleep apnea. I think we're talking about that, David. I kind of Fair assigned, enough. I, I assigned that to, to you, and yeah. I didn't know if you, I don't, we didn't talk before the pod. If no, you had done no, your absolutely. Homework. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So sleep apnea. The second one is not getting to bed on time. The third one is not being able to fall asleep. And the fourth yeah. one is can't stay asleep. And those are the, the four biggies that I see with ADHD. Yeah, big time, big time. So if we're talking about apnea, sadly, I have learned more about this than I wanted to. I was really, really hoping I didn't have sleep apnea. <laughs> um, I think I might, and I'm going to talk to my doctor about getting the sleep study. It's just so, it's so disruptive. And I, like I've avoided it for years mm -hmm. to, to, to go get the study and do all the things. But although I think there are ways they do them at home now. Anyway, I don't know a lot about the study side of it these days. I can tell you that something like 95% of people with sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea, have attention deficit symptoms. Yeah. So they may not. 95%. That's huge. So yeah. after the sleep apnea is handled, will they still have attention deficit symptoms? Question. Big question. Uh, mark there. Know. And then if you have, if you look at people diagnosed with ADHD, uh, according to a 2011 study, something like 20 to 30% of them have obstructive sleep apnea, yeah. which is a very yeah. high percentage if you compare it to the normal, the quote unquote normal population, like the general yep. population of adults. Yep. So sleep apnea is a big deal and, and we should mention what it is. I think a lot of people don't realize what it is. If you have an apnea, it literally shuts your breathing down. So when we say obstructive sleep apnea, what happens is that while you're asleep, you probably snore if you have sleep apnea. There's snoring is, is, is usually one of the major first signs of it. But then at some point in time, your breathing becomes so obstructed that you literally stop breathing and your body tries to alert you and wakes you up, but you, you may not reach full consciousness when it happens, which is why a lot of us don't know that we have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. You just don't come back to full consciousness. But if somebody were next to you or filming you, or recording audio, they would hear this awful, it's like drown. It's literally like drowning because you're not breathing anymore. And your body is like, Hey, trying to shake you awake. But then what happens is you've, you've had your sleep disrupted and it can happen multiple times per hour. Yeah. I mean, it can be a lot. Yeah. It can be a lot in really bad situations. And that it's correlated with all sorts of other health issues, heart, you know, circulation, all the stuff. So it's bad. If you if, if you wonder about this, you should get it checked out, yeah. which is what I'm going to do. Yep. And I've got a number of clients who have sleep apnea, and the treatment is often you have a, a CPAP machine. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Machine? Yep, CPAP. And the yep. deal with the machine is it takes 
cleaning. It takes care. You have to replace hoses. So just know, just uh, David's putting a little gun signal to his head. Just know you gotta it's make sure you've at. got the systems, our our personal <sighs> productivity systems, in there to maintain the machine, or it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe someone to help you with it. Well, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have someone to help you with that, everybody I mean, right? does. Yeah. And then there's yeah. one of my other clients. Instead of the machine. Um, because it was keeping his wife awake, he got a mouth guard, which was a lot mm -hmm. that seemed to work well for him, and that was a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, sometimes it's just a little bit of help that you need, yeah. and there are non-CPAP options, and there are also super quiet CPAPs now. Yeah, they've come a long way. So if Good. you're thinking about that big, you know, Darth Vader mask with the machine that makes all the rattling noises, it, that may not be what you need. Yeah, yeah. So. But, but sleep apnea is a serious health thing that it is beyond making your focus, giving you the focus of a gnat, and you got you got to get it treated. <laughs> I don't think I've heard you say that before. The focus of oh, a gnat. Oh, you haven't? Oh, that's what I, I maybe I have, but for whatever reason today, <laughs> that's what I happened. Landed on me. Okay. <sighs> He was listening to me for once. Wow. I pay attention. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right. So sleep apnea is the first one we talked about. The next one is huge for people with ADHD. They don't get to bed on time. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's going on there? They, they, they're often people, we've talked about this last week, people with ADHD tend to be night owls. So they wake up at night. That's when they hey, start to wake up. The world you know? gets interesting. Yeah. Look at that. Let's yeah. party. Sure. Um, yeah. Some people just forget to go to bed. That happens to me. <clears throat> yeah. Ah, look at the time. Oh my gosh, oh it's my 2 a.m. Yeah. How did oh, that yeah. happen? Um, yeah. Screens do not help. The um, the blue light, well, blue light doesn't keep you from going to bed, but getting pulled in, distracted by by news, by games, by whatever it is, social media, by whatever it is that you're watching on screen, by the, oh, watch the next episode on when you're binging a TV show. Um, those keep us from getting to bed on time. And the blue light does shut down your body's natural production of melatonin. Yep. Yep. Um, there are glasses for that, though. If you're, you know, if you're looking at a TV, a lot of our smartphones now will change, so they, they yeah, stop they emitting the They blue automatically, light. automatically change. And I find with the T, when I am watching streaming onto the our, the large TV, if I'm not close, if I'm lying on the floor right in front of it, I'm toast. Um, oh. But it, but if I'm on the sofa across the room, I'm okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just interesting. You know, and it's my famous one rat, rat studies uh, the idea at night one more thing one more thing oh i'll just do this one more thing oh i'll just do this one more thing and that's that keeps people from getting to bed um often they're making up for time squandered during the day because they're not productive yeah they haven't gotten yep. what they need to get done during the day and so they're staying up all night getting it done yep and I still have occasionally pulled all-nighters for work in my 40s. Oh, my goodness. Ah, I used to, not a good plan. I used to do that in school. I didn't do school, so I skipped that. So I'm making up for lost time. Okay, good, good. Um, 
then there's just the Mina Wanas. Mina Wana go to Ooh. bed. You know, mm. the toddler brain steps in and me not tired. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Been there too. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things we can do about it? Uh, I work hard with people on, on some sort of a reminder and alarm, whether it's another human you live with that says, go to bed, dear. Um, whether it's visual. I had one client, we had to set his his lights on light timers. So all of a sudden he was sitting in the dark because that Ooh, was, that's a good one. It was hard to, yeah. I, I thought that went up. I thought that was rather brilliant. That's a really, that's a great use of IOT, like internet of things, things. Yep. Like, yeah, that's a good yep. way to use them. And, um, noticing your procrastination conversations, the toddler conversations, the, I don't want is that, Oh, well, one, one more thing. You know, what are you saying? What are the conversations going on in your brain? Oh man. I'm going to have to think about that one because yeah. I'm pretty sure that happens, but I, I haven't thought about that before now. <laughs> you know, it may be, Oh, I need to get this done. I'll just, yeah. I'll just get this done. Well, and you know how that we have that, look, if I don't do it right now while I'm thinking about it, I will forget. I won't do it or whatever. Yeah. And instead of putting it on a task list or in the calendar or whatever, it's just like, oh, I'll just do it now. Right. You know, right. because I'm thinking about it at midnight. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah. So our screens and and our phones, our computers, they uh, all come now with with blockers yeah and on and the apple world it's it's downtime under screen time downtime you have app limits you have all these ways to start making it harder and harder to use your screens yeah and for a lot of people it's just that reminder oh my gosh it's eight o'clock or it's nine o'clock or it's whatever time my phone just turned into a brick and i can't use it for anything anymore so i, I need to go to bed maybe i should go to bed now yeah right. Yeah, that's good. And I don't use it, but there's digital well-being on the Android platform. And, okay. and um, I know people that use the Apple stuff and it, and it works well for them. Yeah, it, it is also nice if you have people in t different time zones that message you at random times to make sure that the that the noises don't continue after a certain time. Yeah, which is configurable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can, um, they've got the whatever the bedtime or whatever it is and the phone just mm -hmm. goes on to quiet and if if it's somebody that needs to may need to contact you in an emergency they can call twice and get through you can yeah. set that so these and i am amazed david i am amazed at the number of people who don't know about the the um screen apps they just don't know that. Yeah, that these are available, right? And a lot of it's just built. Like if you're using an iOS device, it's baked in. It's in. You don't even have to go get an app for right. this. You know, right. it's really good. Right. That's true. And I'm not an iOS user yet. I, I might be, but I'm not. Still an Android guy. Still but on we'll the see. dark side. That's okay. Oh. Anyway, we won't get into that conversation. Um, and then just part of the sleep map, which I didn't include for this, but when I'm working with, with Success Club, my ADHD Success Club group is is we include also the what I call the power down time. So it's yes. before you're starting to get ready for bed. It's it's starting to relax, setting the stage. So you're so what my routine is is that my phone turns into a brick at eight o'clock, and that's my clue. Oh, okay. So you got about an hour and a half 
two hours, Dane, before you got to start moving to bed. So you initiate the shutdown sequence when yes. the phone bricks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When the phone bricks, <laughs> it's it's that it's like it says, oh, okay, I need to start thinking about what what my so I want to start reading and being more relaxed and journaling and you know all the that stuff and get that out of the way. That's good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Anything I missed, David? No, I think you're 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 nailing it. I think I think that that's that's helpful. I th- I know we have some specific you know ways to address certain problems that we might have which we mentioned earlier. So that's going to be fun to talk about. Okay. <laughs> and by fun I mean uh, but yes. But yeah. <laughs> we got to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you can't fall asleep. That's our third, I guess it is, sleep disruptor yeah. for ADHD. You finally get to bed. You're getting to bed on time. And there you lie there and your mind is racing and you're, or you're playing on your phone or you just can't get your brain to shut the... Yep. That down all the up. way. Yeah. Yep. That too. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to jump in there and save you from whatever was... <laughs> whatever I mean, word you... that. I was getting used. I, yeah. I have some choice words for this myself. Yes. I, this is one thing I somehow learned as a young man. I listened to a radio show that talked about lucid dreaming, and that somehow taught me how to how to not have this issue for myself. Oh. Unfortunately, I've never been able to teach it to my daughter. Really? <laughs> so I, I want you to try. I don't know how to transfer it. Teach yeah. me about lucid dreaming because I've been able to do it a few times, and it's really mm. fun. Oh Isn't my it? gosh! It's it makes fun. sleep so much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't, I'm not good at, um, I have to be in a real deep meditative state and I, I try to get there, but it doesn't, I'm not able to. So maybe it's that's worth looking a, into if you're, yeah, it, maybe it really that's is. Next, I, don't, I can't do it now. I can't do lucid dreaming, but I fall asleep almost immediately okay. most nights. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it benefited me in that way. You know, in some people with ADHD, they're, it, doctors will give them a itty bitty little dose of a short acting stimulant medication. An itty bitty dose, and that will help pull the pull the plug, so they can go to sleep. Yeah, there is um there is a point at which more stimulation actually causes you to go the other direction. Yeah, which is super with helpful. ADHD, the stimulate medications don't stimulate your brain; they actually calm your brain down. Exactly. Yeah, and we know what that feels like. So it's so weird, but yes, it works. All right. So um, I've had people that read exciting books to go to bed. They get into bed and they say, oh, I'm going to bed on time. And oh, let me read this spy novel. And there they are at four o'clock in the morning finishing it. Just one more chapter. One more chapter. One more chapter. I have certain genres of (laughs) audiobooks I can listen to and certain genres of podcasts I can listen to and they will help me go to sleep. Yeah. Others, not so much. Yeah. But I have to use the sleep timer because if I wake up at like two hours later and it's still going, that's not a good thing. No, no, that doesn't make you happy. And nope. and there are um, apps, there are podcasts designed for sleep. The Calm app, which is a meditation app that is popular, it has sleep stories. So they read you a little story to help you fall asleep. Um, other meditation apps have those as well. And so you, the deal here is you've got to 
call yourself on your lies and your BS that says, oh, I, I can do this. I can just read this. I can just listen to this. I can do whatever I want to and still fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to actually be true. Right. Everything <laughs> with sleep, you cannot, you cannot continue to fall for your line of BS. You've got to address this straight on. And be, so, so as we're talking about meditation apps, um, the waking up app, hilariously, it's titled waking up. Sam Harris is the creator. He's a neuroscientist. He also has a podcast, but his voice for whatever reason is uniquely suited to put me to sleep. So he can have a really fascinating topic on his podcast and I will still fall asleep because of his voice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Um, caffeine. Yeah. And people, they don't realize, they think, well, I, you know, I, or I've had dark chocolate. I mean, you've got to think of the sources of caffeine and you've got to some start to calibrate when you can have it. Yeah, it's true. Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with this, but some people I know it comes on late, like as they get a little older, they have to adjust their caffeine. But yeah, it's in chocolate. It's in green tea. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people think, well, that tea is safe. Nope. Nope. Not that one. You know, you got to watch. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what I did to my daughter accidentally? Well, I didn't actually do it. We were out for a drive one evening and we stopped at a convenience store to get water and she got a flavored water. Fine. Oh. Okay. Guess what it had in it that we didn't discover until the next day? Because she was. It was loaded with caffeine. Oh, man. Huh. And I, it was like some version of smart water or vitamin. I forget which one it was. Yeah. And it looked like the one that you normally get that doesn't have caffeine. And I I didn't even, I happened to look at the container because I was putting in the recycling. Watch it though. Man, yeah, you got to. I would not have imagined. You got to know. You got to be on on it and know and know what's which you're putting in your body. Um, and a, an interesting one that I've seen, David, and we talked about blue light from screens already, and there are glasses mm -hmm. for those, is going to bed too early. So I know for me, if I go to bed too early, I can't fall asleep and I can't stay asleep. Mm. So there's a, that so cycle. It's, it's, yeah, so mm. you got you to gotta time it right. So it, um, like if Scott's got to get up at four because he's got a search and rescue thing and, and let's go to bed at nine, I know that it's just not going to work for me. I need to stay up later. Yeah, smart. Yeah. For sure. So we talked a little bit about the podcast David listens to, and there are things called binaural beats, which um, look uh, you can research them yourself, everybody. I'm not going to spend a lot of time into them. It, talking about them right now, I listen to them most nights to help me fall asleep. Their meditation helps. There are herbs. If you want to go the melatonin sleeping pill route, you know, you go ahead, talk to your doctor first. But if you can't fall asleep, please don't just ignore it. Do something about it. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Address it. Because lying there in bed not being able to sleep is frustrating. It's torture. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So then the last one we're going to talk about is if you can't stay asleep. So yep. you, you get to bed on time, you fall asleep right away, and then you're awake in the middle of the night. Oops. Oops. And this is, this is the one that I tend to do. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is mine. The others, I don't have a problem with. This is mine. Um, so what I have found for me, and everybody needs to pay attention for themselves, is caffeine. I can fall asleep if I have caffeine, if I have dark chocolate, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Oh boy. Yeah. I can fall asleep usually if I've been watching TV, 
TV too close to the too close to the screen, I'll fall asleep, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, alcohol, wine. I love me a glass of red wine, but it wakes me up in the middle of the night. Does it? Yeah. Wow, that's a I bummer. Know, isn't that sad? That's um, awful. That's like last night I had, that's why I was awake because we had oh. opened a really good bottle of red wine for Easter and there was a little bit left and I was the lucky person who got it and boom. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's a bummer. Um, mm. Being hungry. Right? People. Yeah. 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 That happens once in a while to me. Yeah. And it's so annoying because then I, I don't like to eat after a certain right. time but right but if you're hungry or you're too hot or it's too noisy i mean you were saying last night for you that it was one of the cats well yeah that's the thing is like you got to watch noise. and you know what the night before last one of my cats started howling at like 130 decibels in the middle of the night because he saw something outside and i'd never heard him do that before i was like what in the world is going on so i mean some of those things you can control. We've kept the cat out of my daughter's bedroom completely at night because the cat will wake her up, mm-hmm. just crawl all over. And yeah, because cats, stuff. that's when cats want to be doing stuff. They're nocturnal. Yeah. yeah. So keeping the cat out has helped with her most nights, but right. sometimes sometimes it goes the other way. One of our dogs um, has PTSD and he's very old and he wakes up, he has these screaming nightmares, not as much, but some nights he'll have three <laughs> screaming nightmares at night. And then he all now he also thing. snores. He sounds Aww. like truly this this baby boy needs a, a CPAP machine. Um, anyway, <laughs> so so Buddy is, uh, but you know, he's thirteen or fourteen years old. We think we're not going to kick him out. That's not the way we no. we operate in our house. Of course, right? Of course, yeah. So anyway, he is. So I've learned, and Scott's learned that you you nudge him and. And get him to wake up and he'll go back to sleep no oh, that's good yeah. stop the bad dream yeah but but yeah. so that but if you've yeah you know you just gotta you gotta if you can't go back to sleep you've got to corral the noises truly uh, or or the other things because sometimes it's not just noise or you know if you wake up in the middle of the night and your brain takes off yeah oh so that's what mine does is it is if i'm anxious I'll, I and I wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And so I have learned the things that cause me anxiety. I've I've got them pretty well nailed now. Um, okay. What things? Okay, this is coming up, and I know I'm going to be anxious. And so what I have learned to do is I just before I go to sleep, I just write everything I can, can think of to worry about on a little piece of paper by my bed. And so great. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I just say, you know, just. I mentally add it to the list. Just add whatever it is. And then, you know, Hey, I wrote it down. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Right. So good. That's a really smart move for sure. Learning to med. I use podcasts in the middle of the night sometimes too. If I, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I will put on another sleep timer and go right back to a podcast or or an audiobook of the correct genre. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I, if I do that, then I wake, Scott up and he's really sensitive if he gets waken awoken in the middle of the night he's just done for the next oh that's a bummer yeah so yeah. I I only do that or read in the middle of the night if he's not home um well, that makes sense that that boy needs his sleep um so you just gotta realize 
you know, what's going on, what's getting in the way. And then we also, if you wake up in the middle of the night, what do you do? How do you handle it? And I, once I made peace with it and learned how to meditate and actively say, okay, my brain's going to go crazy for a while. It's going to just start vomiting. It gets really hyperactive in the middle of the night. And I think that wakes me up and then it just starts vomiting, you know, these crazy ideas. And I just have to observe it, meditate, watch what it's thinking about. And like last night, I'm thinking, this is the most boring conversation internally I've ever had. You're just thinking about stuff you've been thinking about all day. You know, give me something fun to do, think about. So there you go. Yeah. And yeah. And that's just good mindfulness training. Is that from your meditation habit yeah. that you learned? That yeah. And I also did some hypnosis training to help me go to sleep, go back to sleep. Oh, now that is interesting. Yeah. I would like to learn more about that. Yeah. That was, that yeah. made a huge difference. So, um, she taught me without, along with the hypnosis to give me the messages to be able to stay asleep and figure out why I wasn't sleeping through the night. Um, I also now have self-hypnosis techniques that can help me go back to sleep. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Cause it was, yeah. I, it was making me crazy. Yeah. Well, if it's that bad, you got to do, you, you, you got to address it. Yeah. You, you, and I think that's one of the big takeaways from this whole thing. Sleep is so important that if there's something consistently causing a, a disruption, you've got to address it's like the boat has a hole and it's going to sink yes <laughs> like yes. you got to plug the hole yeah yeah because if you're not getting enough sleep your adhd is going to suck and you may be able to get away with it one night every once in a while that's all right but if it is constant if you need seven and a half hours of sleep and you're getting five night after night after night you cannot have attention deficit and you can look like you're having attention deficit exactly yeah and it and the crash is coming of some kind. It's going right. to be a problem. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. This is super helpful. Yeah. So anything else, David? I don't think I have anything to add. I am going to start watching for those those procrastination conversations. Yeah. That was my that's my takeaway from okay. today cuz you know at, as you're going to bed thinking about because I'm going to listen now and see what comes either out of my mouth or what's going like you, you were talking about your internal dialogue mm-hmm. what's going on in there yeah i'm going to start looking looking at that that's interesting stuff yeah okay good and dear listener what is the your sleep disruptor what it, it, it could be some people have more than one that's very common that i see with with people and and start to pinpoint okay what's really going on here and what do I need to do about it? Because we are making the grand assumption that you are listening to this podcast because you don't want to struggle with ADHD anymore. You want to kick your ADHD. And that means you got to get enough sleep. You've got to do it. So we want to hear from you. What are your sleep disruptors? What tricks and tips have you learned? Have you figured out how to to, to hypnotize yourself that been like you know <laughs> share those thoughts with us this is episode 45 you can find it on the web at kicksomeadhd.com slash zero four five and of course you can always hit us up on twitter and facebook and if you need a coach i gotta tell you i'm looking at the best there is oh, thank dana David. I'm, look, I'm looking at you're on my screen i know people can't see you but i can see you <laughs> So DanaRayburn.com is where you need to go to check out all the things that Dana does, including group coaching. Very affordable. Really worth looking into. So thank you. Good stuff. All right, everybody go out and kick some ADHD and have a great week. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.